This is HPR episode 2454 entitled The Alien Brothers Podcast S01E02 Strictly Hacking. It is hosted by The Alien Brothers Podcast ABP and is about 106 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Casper and Root Tiger discuss the Uber hacks and the Intel be known and unknown vulnerabilities. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Alien Brothers Podcast with Casper and Radiger. Well, welcome, listeners. Welcome, listeners. Welcome. welcome. Welcome to the second episode of the Alien Brothers Podcast. Thank you for joining by, us once again. By that, you mean second squared episode. You mean the fourth episode of the Alien Brothers well, Podcast. Don't you, Casper? Uh, Rudiger, I thought we talked about this, that this was the second episode. That we're oh, okay. Okay. Well, I misinterpreted it. See, listener, what happened, what you don't know, but I'm going to share with you, and for that reason, I envy you right now. Uh, we, as we might have alluded to, <laughs> no, I guess we wouldn't have because the only episode that's been posted was the first one we did up at where Bethany or Rehoboth or wherever we were. Um, we recorded two, the two Parts subsequent. unknown. We recorded two more episodes during that initial burst that you haven't heard. To you, this is the second episode, and ever yeah. I'm, we're, I'm I'm already over explaining this. Yeah, as is my want, and I'm here to keep that, you on track as always. That's Ca- W. That's Ca- that's, that's Casper looking out for you. That's W O N T. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so moving on. Ha- Hacking. Hey, thank. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, and happy Thanksgiving to all of the listeners out there. I hope they're having a hacking Thanksgiving. Oh God, that was horrible. Hacking at that, hacking Happing. at that deli- th- that delicious white meat, dark meat. All will be carved. Yes, all yes. will be carved. And for our first um, of this episode, episode. Uh, quote unquote air quotes two um, for our first um, contest or feedback note f- uh, from the populace for the episode uh, I will I will present it I Rudiger of the Alien Brothers podcast if if you know and can give us the name of the movie where the uh, the line uh, white light meat dark meat all will be carved Thanksgiving comes from. Uh, there will be a prize to be determined. Oh, wow! That's that's pretty courageous of you, there, Rudiger. I didn't know you were going to yeah. drop that. Well, I'm full of surprises. Oh, 
Oh, I'm 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 surprised. <laughs> count, yeah, count worried. Casper is surprised. Just paint you. I I have officially painted you surprised. Yes, sir. Col- I've col- I've colored you surprised. Color me. So surprised. as we record this, it's the eve of Thanksgiving, and I have much to be thankful for this year. I know. As as do I, very much indeed. But I could I could just like just keep going and going but i am you know very sincerely thankful for you uh casper and i have been for for many a year but uh this year i think our friendship has grown um definitely probably in large part spurred by bad behavior on my part um, but no, you know but what do, what wasn't doesn't kill us makes us stronger is a cliche that sometimes has some truth to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard something uh, recently. Uh, somebody had put something in a song, and it was something by JFK, and they said a an error only becomes a mistake if we do not learn by it and uh, and correct that and. Uh, I, I take that to be uh, good words to live by. And by so, could you, what was that quote again? Uh, an error only becomes a mistake. An error an only a, becomes. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't using a Boston accent. I don't really have chow one. Chow da, chow da, chow da, yeah, chow da, yeah, the uh, yeah, uh, in, uh, in Kennedy uh, voice quotes. Uh, I'll take or Mayor Quimby. I mean, I'll take. You know, you want to go highbrow. That's the ideal. Yeah, you want to go meta. I'll I'll go midbrow. I'll go lowbrow. I'll do it. Okay. You, I don't. I don't care. I don't care that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Man. What was lowbrow was that 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 uh, Apple Bing in the background, man. Ugh. I've heard that on way too many uh, a, a network podcast, anything recently. It's everywhere. Can't get rid of it. Well, I mean, I could, I could mute my uh, my system. I if that w- if that would make you happier. It 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 would. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me let me just do that then. Sorry, oh, look, sorry. It's, it's okay. It's like a, a. It's all muted. A, it's a commercial. It's all. It's all, all. better. It's like a commercial for me. I'd, okay. Well, I know how easily influenced you are by media, Mister Mister who has who has how many how many see how many years of ad busters on his shelf at at home. You know, I know I know what a lemming you are. How easily susceptible you are to the. External influence. So um, today's topic is called strictly hacking. Strictly hacking. Strictly hacking. And the reason it's called strictly hacking is because we've listened to the feedback from listeners and they thought that us going on a specific topic is what they want to hear. And this is Hacker Public Radio. So let's talk about hacking. There's been plenty of it in the news lately. Uh, I deal with it at work uh, on a constant basis, and um, we've been talking about it also uh, in conversations uh, non-on-air. So, Yeah, 
And before we get into that, yeah, since it's my it's my job to keep things off the rails, but this is very important in yes. my view. Wouldn't since you referenced feedback that we've received feedback from, I take it from uh, the first episode of the Alien Brothers podcast that was posted on Hacker Public Media. Is that correct? We receive uh, feedback. Yes. You, you, you uh, want to uh, talk about? You want to talk about that a little bit? You want to talk about I, that a little bit? I, I I was actually I was I was shocked. Um, yeah, we we did receive one comment on Hacker Public Radio uh, from someone that has posted a good number of podcasts themselves. Um, they. <laughs> They also uh, they do GNU uh, New World Order dot info. Uh, it's GNU World Order dot info. And who is this? Does this, this, this someone have a uh, name? The uh, yes, the tag is Klaatu, uh, K L A A T U, or maybe that's pronounced differently. Klaatu. Klaatu was the. Uh was the emissary from uh the day the earth stood still wasn't it uh possibly i i That's do not definitely definitely before your time although it was re- remade with uh, oh excuse me Keanu reeves in the the not too distant past but klatu thank you so much for taking the time um i'm going to admit right now and i'm ashamed to say this but i'm going to rectify it i haven't read the comment yet even though casper did send uh me a link to it and a capture i happened to be walking or riding the bus at the moment and had my had only my only my iphone and uh i i wanted to sit down and and uh really give the comment the attention it deserved but so all i can say for now is thank you thank you for listening yeah and thank you thank you for taking the time to comment and from the little bit i did read it seemed uh complimentary um which you know i think we should give ourselves some credit casper you know I, i mean for myself not to you know overblow it but you know this isn't this podcast isn't my first rodeo yes you know? yes i was i was very you know, impressed with your previous work <laughs> the the depravity the depravity the the occasional sound quality but a little yeah, so a, a we'll, to the left a little to the right and uh you know you stay in, in between the lines it is <laughs> if there were no lines but thank you Klaatu, and uh we will be responding to that soon and we will also be responding uh, on Hacker uh, Public Radio via a mechanism I'm not clear on yet, um, giving access and uh, with the social media accounts we're setting up um, incrementally because right now we've acquired them and uh, they're kind of empty right now. Post-processing. So Post, yeah, post-processing. it's a it's a it's a de- you you hit the nail on the head. We 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 snatched them and we got work to do to to work with them. And by snatch them, I mean we picked some really lame freaking like social media aliases and identities just so we didn't have to use ideal ones with like some number embedded in it at the end, which is not acceptable to me. It offends me. 
Yeah. But anyway, so this is the this episode's called The Day the Hacking Died, right? I I was going to say strictly hacking, but yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, okay, strictly hacking. So uh, we're going to talk about um, hacking. Do you, how do you, how do you, you? I mean, you among this crowd of two, Casper, are truly the the hacker. Okay. Well, I'm. You I'm, are. I'm, you I'm you you are the hacker. No, you I'm are not. the hacker. No, I, I'm. I'm not. Um, I've, I have very limited hacking capabilities. I'm. I'm aware of software and and things to do such activities uh i've actually taken a a course uh the oscp the uh Mm -hmm. offensive security uh certification program and uh was unsuccessful in completing the exam i I actually didn't even take it i was only able to get a it's like 33 out of 75 of the computers or and it's it's very 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 uh very difficult, but it's it's very eye opening to uh, the ways and me- mechanisms and just everything you can do uh, with very very little uh, little knowledge of you know or any previous knowledge. Well, without you know, feel free just to move right along from this. But why do you feel you failed the exam? Oh, well, I, I, I didn't take the exam. Um, I, t- I took the entire course and I read through the entire book. And then after you do that, you have a lab environment where they give, uh-huh. they give you a certain number of computers to hack into and complete. Um, and at the time, uh, I after I finished that and I started hacking the computers, I had gotten you know, one after another and you get on a roll and I had done a number of them, but then there were some that were just, it, it, it was like banging your head against the wall. Um, I, I didn't know even where, where to begin. Um, because it, it's kind of left, it, it, it does, there's no explanation as to how they, they give you some tools, but you know, that there's a lot left open. Do you think they they throw those in there as distractors to see if you'll wind up wasting a lot of time on them versus cutting bait and moving on? If that's even an option, I don't know anything. No, about no, the I no. You, well, the the other thing too is that the the ones that I had done, um, I used uh, the Metasploit tool, um, and the Metasploit tool makes all of this hacking. Very, very automatic. Uh, if you use Metasploit, uh, Metterpreter, uh, you can essentially just run scripts that are automated to take advantage of security vulnerabilities and then gain root access um, and pretty much do whatever you want. Um, so it, it was really fun, really uh, educating. Um, but to actually complete the exam, you need to uh, not use the Metterpreter or uh, Metasploit framework. You can't use it. You have to program your own programs to do that, which is an entirely different level. And it, it would probably take me about a year solid of studying um, to complete that. Um, and, and, and that's with, without working or anything, which, which I couldn't do. I, I have to have something... I have to have a day job. So, 
Well, I know you'll I know you'll get it someday without without being a script kitty. You got it in you. I know you have it in you. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I think the the challenge really for me too is also uh after working all day coming home and uh doing more computer work is not exactly what what you want to do. Uh especially lately I've I've just been kind of tired after I get home. It's fall. It's cold. Winter kind of starting to get the hibernation set in. Well, my suggestion to that would be, of course, to quit your job and then, you know, either focus on uh, this other task or not. But we've seen how that turns out for me. Of course, I'm not recommending that to anyone. I'm just kidding. Uh, Although that's what I do. So the... Okay, so you, as as we've established now, even though I know the phrase script kitties, um, I actually ran a outdated WordPress blog once where it was impressed upon me the need to keep um, internet software platforms patched yes. because some yes. some script some script kitty may be using this so-called uh metasploit tool or something else that uh absolutely easily defaced and uh shamed my blog and uh which was associated with another podcast but that's not that's not important so you deserved the i was totally i was begging for it you were yeah aren't aren't we all yeah but (laughs) uh we we had the last laugh in the end though. Not really. We didn't. It's it's debatable. I mean, that that's a whole we, another conversation. We had, let, let me rephrase that. I had I had a backup of the blog and associated PHP BB system. So after we rebuilt it with fresh software, we could load it back in. So that was yeah. That so was it, the, it, that was so the it's, big it's no win. Problem. Yeah. It's a, so oh, I would say it would, no, no. It should yeah. never have been hacked, and it never, should have never happened in the first place. Which maybe is the segue into, you know, we talked a little bit before the show about what we were going to attack here. And uh, do you want to start this off with the hacks that are going on right now? Including what is going on right now for anyone listening to this in the distant future? Is Uber just announced that? Uh, they had a big hack. Uh, I'm not sure how long ago. I've heard exactly like 30 seconds of content regarding this, but they did the ultimate boo-boo, or not the ultimate, but close to ultimate boo-boo. No, it, 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 it's worse than the ultimate boo-boo in my humble opinion. Well, all I, all I know, and you can correct and expound, is they got hacked, they knew about it, they didn't report it to the public per the standard protocols, and they paid off the hackers to be quiet about it. That's that's sounds, that's what I sounds foolproof. What what could go wrong? What could, could go wrong? <laughs> the story could get out. Maybe maybe by said uh, said hackers going to the was it the the post that broke this? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's pretty much everywhere now. Um, well, I mean, but it had to. I think the post, I think it came from the Wapo. But so yeah, that's you know we're being hacked constantly. I I just enabled a uh, uh, as a benefit on my job a uh, 
a monitoring service uh, that they just throw in as a as a freebie benefit for you that keeps an eye on your accounts. In my case, telling me how how um, how really how right at the poverty line I am at the moment, but also keeping track, keeping me up to date on recent attacks and hacks. And yeah, I get pretty much multiple times a day notifications of various organizations getting hacked and the type of information that's getting stolen from them. I'm not going into any detail because our listeners, our target audience certainly knows these things. How do you want to uh, what do you want to make of this strictly hacking episode you had a suggestion i thought was very interesting which is what drew me into the idea of doing this on thanksgiving eve what like what what have we hacked since like we were kids is that kind of what you were getting at there yeah there are many ways to attack this and this is why i thought it would be an interesting episode it's topical um, Uber is in the headlines. Um, 57 million uh, accounts of uh, driver, or, or not driver, I'm sorry, Dro- uh, customers, 57 million customers, and a large number of drivers as well. They hit it for a year. They didn't reveal it to U.S. regulators until now. Uh, they had some tricky language at the front that made it sound like they were speaking to investigators at the time of the incident, but that was not related to the incident. That was about something else entirely. So they made it sound like they smoothed it uh, through there. But, uh, yeah, it's that. so that that's bad. I, I think um, if anyone is working in the tech industry, they might be more familiar with the uh, the Intel management engine and the security vulnerability that was released uh just recently with that Um, what's up with that have have you heard anything about that no why don't you talk about it well um as some people might know the uh intel management engine uh built into any uh pretty much any recent intel cpu i think it's been since 2011 or so um, they have this Intel management engine. There's been a lot of conspiracies and stuff about its capabilities, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, there's been some conferences also about it. Um, a lot of people, it, it has access. Um, it has root negative three access. So uh, when you log on to your computer, whether it's uh, a whether it's a PC, Linux, uh, when you log on as root, you have uh, the rights are zero. Um, so you've and so if you were to give access to a user, let's say they might have uh, a, a one that, or a two. To, just to, to clarify, to clarify, you mean level zero, not zero, as in you have no rights. Zero refers to, to what's yes, like from full a access. from a u from a user's perspective, what is typically considered the highest level of administrative control yes absolutely okay. yes mm-hmm. uh, uh th- thank you for clarifying that so uh yes uh, you're welcome <laughs> level 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 zero access is is full full control and then if you go down one two three four then you get to limited accounts uh maybe guest accounts uh backup accounts things of that nature um 
So anyway, this Intel management engine, um, this is built into the CPUs. It runs its own web server. It has direct access to the CPU, to the network controller, um, and it runs on proprietary code. Uh, it runs Minix, which is a, a, a Linux distribution. Um, and Intel did a recent security audit, and uh, there are some patches for Dell servers at this time. There are no patches for Dell clients. Um, but that recently came out this week. So the concept here, to break it down, since I'm the, the straight guy here yep. who doesn't work in tech, <laughs> is that there's like a basically a supervisor component to Intel's CPU or system on chips or whatever you want to consider it. Let, let's just say they're processors that has a a level of run runtime authority that is lower it's, negative three which really means superior it's, it, it's to, like to, like like god mode for gamers that, yeah but it like be beyond i mean it yeah it basically yeah. it basically it basically and to clarify for anyone i mean again i'm i'm sure our audience would mostly know this maybe if i started listening to our fellow podcasts again i'm ashamed i I haven't spent much time with that. I would I would know more, but the the reality, the point being, these different levels exist to basically control what an executable, um, or what a what an executable running as a user or an inter- interactive user can access in terms of system resources, be it files or areas of memory or that sort of thing. To to dramatically oversimplify it. Right. It's basically what what you can access and that this supervisor on the CPU uh, seems by virgin Intel has disclosed that it disclosed something, I guess, that had not been disclosed previously. I guess is that part of the story here that it was not general knowledge that this because to me from as a technologist perspective, yeah, it makes a lot of technology sense that the thing monitoring, although, you know, there's a difference in terms of how different supervisors in different contexts work, you know, but the thing monitoring the system holistically certainly has to have the ability to see everything, um, if not necessarily uh, modify Everything, which you know, we're getting, we're speaking. I'm speaking generally of something that needs to be spoken of very specifically. But what what kind of hubbub is this? Is this causing in the everyday uh, IT world where 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 you work as a technologist? You know, you mentioned that they they got a patch or a patch coming for servers, um, which would be an obvious target for rogues. Yes, look, look looking to attack and gain access to that. To that powerful thing, that powerful supervisor. I'm, I keep saying supervisor. It's probably the. Is there a correct term I should be using here? You, you could use supervisor, hypervisor. You can use whatever you want. I, I think everyone gets the concept. Okay. Yeah. 
So they're patching servers, which would be the first target. Right. Um, it, it's been- although although not necessarily if you want to you know make it easier than ever to install botnets on you know. If you couple br- billion clients, if you but break, and, anywho. if you break it down to the code, you basically have to get to the root zero level uh, when you are hacking uh, in order to get to the CPU stack, as they say. Uh, you got to get to the stack, and then you can run whatever code you want, and th- and that's basically what the. Uh, what the process is in in any hack or, or the way that that happens, whether it's through memory corruption or um, binaries, there's there's many different ways of uh, remotely attacking a computer. So, alongside this Intel announcement regarding current and forthcoming fixes, are there announcements of any actual exploits or? nefarious events that have been where that where this this root net level run level minus three has been exploited or are they just saying hey it's here we're fixing some exploit but don't worry nothing's gone wrong uh yeah it it, it depends on uh on your on your take on it um we know that uh some uh some nation states have started to invest in creating their own um, hardware. Um, as you know, a, a lot of military hardware is uh, produced in only secure facilities that don't have access to uh, to any foreign entities, and uh, they've done something similar. Uh, they, they found out a while ago that there was a way for uh, governments to disable the Intel management engine um, one hacker found that out quite a while ago, um, and they found a way to disable it with that uh, with that thing, what they call the High Assurance Program. It's an NSA program. Describe, it describes a series of rules for running secure computing platforms. Um, and so there, were, there was a bit in the code that was called Reserve HAP, and when they would change that bit, that would uh, allow them to sort of bypass uh the intel management engine so yeah so uh that that's the specific thing so we know that nation states have built a backdoor into it at least or or they have the ability to disable it so they must know that it's there um so once they discovered that everybody knew that it was there now what research has been done on it and the exploits, I'm not up to date with that, but I would assume that there are exploits, uh, whether they are known or, or unknown at this time, if there are patches being delivered. Um, so, so that that's just kind of interesting. But I, I think a, another uh, topic we focused on as well to just kind of tie it into like da- our daily lives is that people didn't realize... Uh, how much their conversations and their everyday uh, exchanges with people would then uh, be picked up, recorded, and then transferred into an ad um, as soon as they would log into, say, Facebook or any other website. Uh, you would just load up your browser and then you've got an ad for something that you just mentioned to somebody 
in the other room and it was just you and them and you happen to have your phone on them on you yeah or alexa or or sorry meaning amazon's sorry uh, sorry, i didn't mean to wake you up go back to sleep um wait we're shifting gears here are you sure you want to you want to tackle that one i thought we were doing research for for that for another show oh um we 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 don't have to go there but uh i just think that uh that's kind of the same same kind of concept is that everything's being you know listened to and everything has a embedded hack into it um whether it's being used or not and that uh drives people to uh free and open software that they can audit themselves and uh that's a movement that i know a lot of people that listen to hacker public radio uh, support the uh, you know free and open software foundations. Indeed. And what percentage of the overall population do you think that represents? Uh, the number of open source. Uh, are you talking about the population that uses it, or the number of? Um, I'm talking devices? about the the number the the. Well, one kind of maps to the other in a way. The percentage of the population that, frankly, has the cap, the, the the percentage of the population that listens effectively to things like hacker public radio. The techniques you're describing to secure to a use secure platforms and b that that aren't susceptible to the ones like the one specific kind of concepts where okay everything's listening to us okay uh to oversimplify it and let's just go ahead and say most or all of that data is being sent uh processed uh sometimes in real time sometimes in post-process sometimes archived sometimes deleted you know it does depending on who gets their hands on it or what its purpose was but the you know i'll jump straight to stop asking rhetorical questions the the percentage of certainly our nation's population that can you that has the the capability the time the patience and the technical knowledge to effectively live their lives running mobile devices a computer a cell phone or a smartphone whatever you want to think of it as in a secure way is you know i would say a, a, a fraction of a percent yeah wouldn't you i i would say some people may say it's near zero because there's just no way to get away from it um it's pretty much uh embedded into more and more of our daily lives so really from a certain point of view yeah a lot of it's a lot of it's about in my mind, when we were discussing this the other night about where we might want to take this, part, a part of it's about education. And for a vast majority of the population, that education boils down to something almost dramatically oversimplified, which is you apply patches. <laughs> I mean, that, that might sound stupid, but I mean, I'm being de- I'm dead serious here. You know, d- d- don't yes. it, it, it's it's not OK to let your 80 something year old mother who loves Windows XP 
keep her Windows XP computer if she's using it to shop and do banking transactions or do anything, right? It's it's just it's not okay. It's it's sad, okay, but it's actually it's not sad. It's the nature of a reality. So yeah, there's the education regarding, you know malware phishing all that i feel like a lot of education does happen you know it could always be improved but we are i feel like when we i I watch when i lower myself to watch mass media we're constantly being barraged with high level uh you know warnings regarding remember and i'm thinking of like watching NBC four, you know, here in Washington DC, suburban, you yes. know, and this this virus was announced today, so remember to do these things, eh? Right, Always apply right. security pay. You know, you know you know what I'm saying? I mean we we've reached that point in our society where that page goes up on the screen and they go down the bullets and say, You don't never ex- go to a website you don't trust. You know, in other words, you know, it, it if you ha- if if you your gut instinct says don't do it don't do it right right you know don't you know just just don't it's it's probably not legitimate and that's where uh i mean a wise man df meniski wrote in his in his seminal work the nature of systems in chapter 8 you know if you want to keep a computer secure don't attach it to a network you know i have no problem with that and now we've learned that uh there are techniques to infiltrate uh even disconnected uh devices with uh by manipulating radio wave uh frequencies um van 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 eck van eek freaking and and, then the whole nine yeah no that's uh actually why one of the parts of uh the thing i was just talking about the uh, secure uh program that they found uh, the HAP High Assurance Platform. Um, they also disable the microphones on any computers uh, running in a secure fashion uh, that the NSA uses. Um, that's obvious to to uh, you know, disable the the microphones um, at that level, but uh, it's not only to uh, disable the. Uh, the obvious uh, picking up conversations, but also to disable hacking through the microphone um, because hackers have been able to uh, inject uh, code through the microphone and actually take over uh, computers that have never connected to a network. Well, Mr. Meniski, wherever he is, will hopefully... Uh, hopefully he's he's staying on top of these things. It sounds like a new addition to the book needs um it, it needs an update. May, it needs an update. It, it, it might, but I think if you read the last paragraph of, of chapter eight and you apply Manifsky's principles for how to secure a computer, I think I think the NSA I think the NSA, A, they they would look on approvingly, and B, I think they might learn a thing or two from it. Yeah. That's just what I'm saying. We'll have it, we'll have information regarding DF Meniski's The Nature of Systems Volume One in, in the show notes, of course. We we've subjected our listeners to a lot of who were um, who we love and we're, we're very Absolutely. glad you're listening. We we've um, <laughs> Especially to Kletu. 
could that could that have come out any more like I it sounded like I was being forced to say it you because because we do love our listen we do love our absolutely uh, why, um why else would we but, do this <laughs> that is that is such a great question it's uh, it's, we, it's we, for we, the we, listeners for to educate it, it is what did they learn from episode one they learned the style that uh they aspire to at least for Clatu. uh so i gotta uh, i gotta get into that comment can, 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 do, do, do you want me to just read it to you it, it's actually it's quite unbelievable um, and maybe I think you. I think I think you. I think what we need to do is take a break. Take a break, and okay. we'll take a we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back. And right. um, Klaatu, this is for you, man. Um, and we're probably mispronouncing it because it's probably not a name designed to be spoken by the human tongue without pulling it out of your head and uh, pulling it out of your mouth and tying it in a knot around your head. But this is the Alien Brothers podcast with uh, me, Rudiger. And me, Casper. And we'll be right back after these important messages. All right. The Alien Brothers podcast with Casper and Rudiger. (laughs) We're back. We're back and live. All right. And boy, listener, unfortunately, you missed a good old time during during our, uh, our break. Oh, yeah. But but maybe you know who can say what the future will hold. Except all all you would get is the uh, is Rudiger's side of it because Rudiger had the foresight to keep recording because that's the thing about recording. Nah. Once you start, once you start, you really you really got to think if you ever want to hit stop. Well, I did. You did, yeah. and now you've got more editing to do We've, because of that. I guess. Yeah, that's going to be a tough two clicks. Yep. Well, and, and one hit of the delete key. But this is the Alien Brothers podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm, uh, I'm Rudiger. and I'm Casper. And we're uh, today's uh, title is strictly hacking. Although we certainly have uh, deviated from that, but that's okay because that's. You know, our style is wild. I, I, w- I would say the Alien Brothers podcast. Style, it's wild. It's loose. What are the. It's impetuous. It's sporadic. Um, it's sporadic. It's, it's spastic. Um, it's a little freeform. I like to think it's, you know, sometimes it's a little funny. I think I have fun. I, I have fun too. I hope the listeners have fun, most importantly. Yeah. I mean, because I can't imagine how badly a person would have to hate themselves if they're listening to this and not enjoying it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I bet that can be said for anything. Although the truth, you know, when you think about it, when you think about the rise of Howard Stern, you know how that all played out. He became number one in the New York market because the people who loved him and the people who hated him listened because everyone listened to him. Both his detractors and his fans. And his detractors listened to him because they wanted to be angry and they wanted to hear what outrageous thing he was gonna say. So So the the, that, the title that, of- that's what that's that's what he says in his in the book Private Parts, and I have no trouble believing it actually. So um, no publicity is bad publicity. Exactly. You hit it. 
So, uh, in this, so as promised, in this segment, we're going strictly to, hacking. Uh, in a, strictly hacking. And Howard Stern. You ever see that? Do you ever see that movie, Strictly Ballroom? No, I did not have the. Me neither. Oh, okay. I am, I am no, I, <laughs> well, thanks for bringing no, it up. I have no plans to. But in this segment, uh, we are um, we had a very, we got a nice post a comment from uh, one of our listeners, and Casper's uh, going to be reading that uh, on the. T- and, but before that, on the topic of oh, and later. After that, we're going to um, talk about some early hacking we did in life, which I don't know, certainly in my case, if it will actually qualify, but you you will be the judge. And I don't mean you, Casper. Okay, good, because I, I don't like to judge. Are you sure you're recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Why? All right, just checking. <laughs> You doubt me. You always doubt me. I'm live and direct. It's, it's live and direct. It's, a, it's, 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 it's a simple mistake anyone could make when we're when we're having too much fun. The uh, and then so we'll do that. And who knows what will happen after that? I, I suspect. I suspect we did we a sound review- check and we confirmed everything was working. And now we're 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 rehashing this this old chestnut so um, on the topic of uh, security and where our computers and other devices come from um, I'm sure any listener of this show maybe less so the general American at large but I think anyone under a certain age certainly knows this but um, a lot of the electronics, uh, consumer consumer electronics and business electronics that we use in this country are more consumer, uh, more so consumer electronics than business electronics are um, manufactured, assembled, or otherwise turned into finished goods overseas. Um, uh, Samsung, a uh, Korean company, uh, is a huge player in the North American market. And Apple, known for designing their stuff in Cupertino, California, uh, and, manufactures a shit ton of it in China. In Foxconn so, factories. Thank you, te- thank you, teenagers, for working overtime. We appreciate it. Thank you. We want we want thank the iPhone you. X now. We want it. We thank you for keeping the price of the for so many years keeping the price of an iPhone under a thousand dollars until it became time for it to become a thousand. You passed the savings on to Apple. Thank you, Chinese workers. But but, but it could. But I, I'm going to say I'm going to clear up any potential confusion there is right now. I am grateful. Okay, because. I think life is improved by the smartphone, okay? I think even though I'm, you know, it's a dichotomy. Technology is when you get down to the fundamentals in every scripture, in every philosophy. In, inherently. In, you're, in, you're absolutely right. In, in, in every work of art, in every story ever told, what is technology fundamentally it's evil. It's, it's like the knowledge, the the apple, the forbidden fruit, the uh, the, the apple it's, logo it's, we were just discussing the other day. 
Yeah, and I, I don't just mean Apple's products. I mean te- I mean technology in general. Oh no, I, I, absolutely. I, mean, I was just drawing the metaphor with with that. Yeah, and you know, web, web, the ability to you know kill on a mass scale as opposed to having to line up. Uh, tens or hundreds of thousands of soldiers and have it be a matter of numbers and, you know, fighting in a traditional style versus making an automated machine that can kill thousands or tens of thousands rapidly, right? right. So, and if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, Absolutely. that's a very, or for anyone else who is, that's, a, that's not a, a not isn't? very veiled. Who, who isn't a fan of the Lord of the Rings? Come on. Well, I've, it's, it's, there are few and far, few some and far people. Between. There's some people. Okay. I'll I'll stay. But I'll stay. Of course. Uh, well, I mean, one of the major themes, of course, is that technology is an enabler of. Uh, it's a. It, it's used primarily in those stories as an as a instrument of evil, to do evil. Yes. It's there. There's there's really no examples of it where it's used. Uh, affirmatively, it's or, or for good. It's nature that's good. It's um, coming to the coming together of different peoples that's good. It's selflessness that's good, and those things are good. Um, there's no question. But um, it, it, it's like it's like te- when they put the ring on, they would gain super abilities, but at the same time, the target was on them because the eye of mortar could see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they 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 cut down all the trees to make war machines. Yeah, right. 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 So, so yeah, like oh, anyway, well, that's China in this case. That's pretty much every civilization well, it's, that's it, ever, it, it, been, it, ever been. It's everywhere, but that's another story. So um, go, going as, going back to as, so how were we going to start the uh, second segment? Here? I'm going to I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it with a quick story that. Some of our listeners know, some might not, but it has to do with. Um, so there's a company called. Uh, many of you might know it called Huawei. Uh, it doesn't. It's not spelled that way. It's spelled. Is that uh, the X X U A W E I, or something? I think it's. I thought it was H. Oh H A I H U A. I know H U A W E I. That's what it is. Something like that. That's what it is. It's com. It looks it looks like you want to pronounce it Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay, but but it's pronounced Huawei, and they're kind of like the they're 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 kind of like China's Dell with some of like HP thrown in some other things. They manufacture a lot. Of stuff, and, and that includes computers and storage They're systems. They're like Dell plus, uh, like Motorola plus, mm-hmm. uh, plus yep. like Hughes modem plus, uh, uh, like IBM. I they they own a lot. I mean, they're multinational networking and telecommunications equipment and services company. Is is what they are? Are you reading their web page? I'm right just now? looking at the brief description. I. I, 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 Thank you. Thank I wanted you. to see how to spell it for the listeners. Because and I appreciate you doing that, and I'm glad we're working as a team yeah. on this while being like 50 plus miles apart. See, that's technology 
doing good. But the reason I bring this up, and I haven't thought about Huawei in a while, although they pop up in the news more and more because there are Huawei products at use in America, is that uh, a few years ago, uh, more than five years ago, but less than 10 years ago, um, a notable... And this is not secret knowledge. This was reported on pretty broadly. Um, uh, you're probably familiar with Symantec, uh, not- notable old-time computer software security. Do you mean? Do you mean antivirus. Norton? That <laughs> Norton guy. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't that, know. That's what's, an inside joke for the, P- geek, the the true hacker geeks here that would remember. P- what's his name? Peter Norton. Peter Norton. I bet. I don't think he's real. I think he's like Carmen Sandiago. It's it's Carmen Sandiego. And there's another nerd nerdism for you. Obviously, you've never seen the show. It it wasn't during your time. Well, I used the program. I played the game, which is more important. Well, I, I did both. I watched the program and played the game. And that's why I know how to how okay, to pronounce well, it. What, 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 what's your what's your position on Mavis Beacon? Uh, teaches typing. Oh, you're quick with the Google, aren't you? So anyway, <laughs> that's, that, that's straight off the cuff, sir. Straight off the cuff. Did you hear? Did you hear any keys typing? Nope. I I remember Mavis Beacon well. I I use that program. So uh, going back to Huawei. Huawei, um, Symantec had a strategic partnership with them because Symantec at that time owned a company called Veritas, which they bought in 2004, which made data center, uh, data integrity, and data loss prevention products, what we would typically call backup products. And they merged slash Symantec, bought them, and... uh, Symantec makes a product called NetBackup, uh, which is kind of like the 800-pound gorilla of big company, big boy backup products, although it has competitors, and it has a lot of competitors that do certain features better than NetBackup, but that's not important right now. What is important is that uh, Symantec wanted to make an appliance that ran NetBackup Appliance meaning a, a server that's got the software already installed and to some degree configured so you didn't have to go buy a server, install it, license it, set it up yourself, make sure it met all the specs. You'd be given something out of the crate and you, that would be uh, predictably performing and built to a specification to do a certain it was a it was a backup appliance yes. so it would run at a certain throughput it would store a certain amount of data um do deduplication and stuff like that interesting in an interesting choice uh semantic chose huawei as their strategic partner to provide um the server hardware ah. for the for the appliance uh-huh. so a, a a chinese uh computer company with let's just say um, with it goes without unlimited saying, resources. fairly deep, d- unlimited resources provided, perhaps by China's government, um, uh, providing bricks, baby. servers, providing bricks that have that are running um, backup software that's storing corporate data. So eventually, someone 
that went on for a while. I don't know how that that the idea that maybe that wasn't a good idea having the computer manufacturer for a American company's backup products produced uh, right, storing right. yeah yeah so that 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 um that changed that relationship ended and they went another way but it uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up and dramatically um over explain it was cuz you were mentioning uh the influence of uh, overseas manufacture and the risks that are involved when, um, you know, when we're taking something that, you know, we can deconstruct it and reverse engineer it as much as we want, but the people, we got smart people working in America, brilliant people, and, you know, guess what? So do all of our enemies and friendemies or whatever it's called, you know, it's... You know, America does not have a monopoly on brilliance. I guess is really yeah, the moral no, of the story. absolutely. So, and someone at Semantic probably got fired. Um, you wanted to read Klaatu's comment, right? Uh, yeah, I I do want to read his comment, and I think that will explain quite a bit here uh, on the Alien Brothers podcast. So, uh, and for those of you just joining, welcome. Go back and start, but Klaatu has been, I think, our our only commenter for, in response to episode one. Is that correct? Uh, yes, and it is a very bright, glowing comment, and I was very humbled by it. Um, we need to do something special I, for I him. thought... Or, or her! Right. Uh, I, I thought that this was a joke, actually, by you, because it was so glowing. Um so <laughs> that's I would never do anything well, like yeah, that. So yeah, but I, I looked into it and it, it appears to be somebody else who, who posted some on uh Hacker Public Radio. Um and he, here's his comment, I'll just read it to you briefly. Uh and it's called Shows Like These. It says it's episodes like this one that make me want to quit podcasting because I'll never reach this level of greatness. It's so disjointed and natural that you think it couldn't possibly have been planned, but it's so coherent and persistent that there's no way it could have been scripted. The characters in it have mysterious backstories. Quote, you saved my life, Casper. Quote, they cut to empty commercial breaks. They come up with a name for the series in the episode itself. They talk about how they'll talk about movies, but then barely talk about movies. They talk about video <laughs> games, but can't decide how to categorize them. The, the hosts barely even know one another's handles, and yet they pull through. It's gripping and triumphant. This is some amazing avant-garde audio. Well done, Alien Brothers. Well done. Well done, Klaatu. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? That is that made my that made my day, and it makes me triply ashamed that I didn't go out and read the um, the comment right away. And boy, doesn't he really? I mean, he's really got our number. He pretty much boy. <laughs> he, he pretty much wrote the the elevator pitch for for what certainly what that episode was, yeah. and probably how it's. Going hey, to I'm, go I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep it topic based. I'm, tr- I'm trying my best, um, but we're but we're here. But, but we we've just heard that that's not necessarily the way to go. Who can say how? Yeah, I, I mean we're we're just doing this. Uh, you know, we'll get more feedback. I, I know that uh, 
keeping it on topic was was something that I I heard offline from uh, from another listener. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think uh, offline from another listener. How interesting! Yes, it's uh, highly secret, top secret, different dimension. Well, Probably shouldn't talk about it. You know, it is possible that in episode in episodes X and Y. Uh, some of those things that we alluded what about to Z? Come you up gotta up. zip it up. Okay, so uh, Klaatu, thank you so much. We gotta do Klaatu. We got, I don't know what we're gonna do. We got, we're gonna do, we, we gotta well, do something. I mean, you said something about a prize or something for naming, but that's that's separate. So, no, that again for those just joining, the line from a movie is uh, white meat, dark meat. All, White meat, dark meat, all will be carved. Thanksgiving, name the movie that comes from. And, yeah, the prize is guaranteed to underwhelm, but it's... It's it's the thought that counts. It it shows that we care. Yeah. It it shows that we care. Get yourself very much in a it's the thought that counts mindset. I think you, you nailed it. So, early life hacks. Sure. Tell me. Uh, my... Tell me, Ka- tell me, Casper. Early life hacks. Uh, Not life hack. No. Oh, yeah. No, but hacking and and, and or life. or life Not, hack or life hack. I'll just keep it with hacking in general. Um, I didn't have any exposure to hacking on the Amiga platform. Um, just because it did not have a modem, so there was no uh, way to get other information other than what you would buy at the store uh, at the, at that time, and, and platforms were inconsistent. Um, late, you didn't have you didn't. I I, I never got a modem. Modems were becoming new in, or they seemed to be just coming on in the late eighties for the Amiga platform, um, but it was kind of dying out at that time as well. So. Uh, but with, with with the PC, we we eventually got AOL, and um, that was a haven for for file sharing. It was like the original Napster, uh, essentially because uh, AOL you could upload whatever you wanted, and it was all stored on AOL servers. And all you would have to do is um, advertise in a chat room. Uh, the software you would want to get or the software that you had and someone could get an email and then download that software. So you were getting full speed from AOL servers, uh, which which wasn't much. We're talking about 14.4.2088, 56K came later. So you're still talking about some hours to uh, download something pretty small in size now. I'll... I'll preface it with I forgive you because I know you're about a decade younger than I am and and bless you for that. I'm so happy for you. But I'm pretty sure um, that IRC and just straight up bulletin boards for probably oh. the original file sharing Ab- platforms. Absolutely. Like, yeah. No. Uh, wait, yeah. I also did uh, da- dabble a little bit. I, I did get one BB... BBS uh, number uh, and kind of did a little bit on that, but but not much. Um, 
in my area, I, I didn't find much on, on that scene. But yes, you're absolutely right. The uh, the freaking scene and the whole BBS uh, scene was was very lively way way before AOL. Um, you had Gopher, you, you had all, all those other things. So yes, absolutely. Well, maybe I'm more of a if that if that's considered hacking. And again, I need to do my homework. I, I ran a bulletin board for like eight years. I mean that, that, and the comedy is for four, three or four of those years. Running that bulletin board was what I used as my quote unquote service work for National Honor Society. So mm-hmm. I would just sign my own slips saying, yeah, I run a bulletin board, which had like 10 chat boards nobody used. And, okay, we're talking up to 1991, which is when I graduated high school. So you would know how old I am. And uh, so at a whopping, uh, let's see. Originally 20, but later 80 megabyte hard drive, and uh, it was pretty much all pirated Mac software and apps, and that was that was that was awesome. I didn't think of that as very hacky though, because you know the I was using the White Knight bulletin board software, and you just downloaded it and paid your shareware fee, and you were off to the yeah. races. It was a piece of cake. Well, you know? um, awesome. the, the, the hack, hacky part of it was that there were certain programs developed for uh, AOL. Uh, so there was the most popular one, which people may remember, was AO Hell, uh, which had a bunch of different scripts to do different things. Uh, for instance, if someone else had the AO Hell program, you could do something that would uh, trigger like a Snoop Dogg. Uh, soundtrack. Um, they also had like automated scripts where you could message everyone. Uh, it, it was basically phishing software. So you could say, hey, I'm a TOS administrator. Please give us your credit card information. Th- this is, you know, well before that, you know, the public was uh, informed of, of these sorts of things. But uh, I, I, I did know some people that actually did that sort of thing and used credit card numbers that they would get online uh i i never participated in that activity but um that i I think that kind of goes into hacking that's more of uh social uh engineering uh phishing but it's definitely a way of hacking i'd i'd say i also knew people who did those things and did not do those things (laughs) yeah uh One of my best friends to this day ran one of the biggest pirated Amiga software boards. Oh, wow. Do I dare shout it out? I I think the statute of limitations, I don't think anybody's killing for Amiga. Yeah, I I think you're good. Oh, the the statute of limitations on... on, uh, I don't think the Amiga corporate board is going to be coming after anyone. well, it would be grand theft. It'd be a felony. Well, just uh, you can ex- explain the hypothetical situation, if you would. So, yeah, it, he so he ran the bulletin board out of Northern Virginia, and um, his uh, users were primarily 
uh, overseas, and he would recall to the, he would refer to them as as the euros. This was back before the euro currency, but the, his that you know they're euros. Oh, they're European. Okay, got it. And got it. and this was in the early days of the U.S. robotics. Um, yeah, we're still talking pre fifty six k. Twenty twenty eight was big. That that was actually a, a big part, like in the movie uh, Hackers. For anyone who remembers that, it's like, oh, you got a twenty eight eight. I might have referenced that before. Yeah. I apologize. He had a U.S. Robotics, what was called dual standard, because at the time, getting ninety six hundred baud up to nineteen two and beyond. Uh, required one of two two different competing uh, compression algorithms, one called V32 and the other one called HST, if anyone remembers that. And the dual standard was the one that they wrote or that they made that actually implemented both of them versus buying a modem with one or the other. So they could basically charge one and a half times the price for a manufacturing cost that had no zero difference whatsoever. But it's not... As I'm often fond of pointing out to certain people we both know, you're paying for intellectual property in R&D. You're not paying for hardware. But anyway, um, yeah, I ran a bulletin board. So over, I was oh, that was kind overclocking. of overclocking. Oh. That just came to mind as well. So you, you overclock things? Uh, if I can, yeah. If you can? What, what determines on any, on any given opportunity if you're going to you you do this personally or pro, or for professional i can't imagine it happening at work oh no no never never in a, a production work environment at all um mm-hmm. that would violate mm-hmm. any employee uh I don't, user agreements or anything you'd sign i i, I assume um but just uh for, for gaming um i have an unlocked motherboard it, it it's actually quite old before this intel me stuff we're talking about a quad core uh you know old cpu but i have a dual uh gtx 970s and and those things keep the uh keep the game humming so um so that is overclocked uh from 2.6 to 3.4 gigahertz um so it it, it again it, it's a way to kind of overcome that hurdle when uh people impose uh like intel will essentially print the same chips but disable certain cores um the manufacturing process is the same as as many people know um they just pick the higher grade ones for the higher class uh or they you know the 7700s as opposed to the i5s or the i3s yeah of course i mean who's gonna it's the only thing that makes sense manufacturing wise. So you, so you overclock by what is that? About twenty percent? Uh, yeah, something like that. I, I don't know. So you Maybe have 30. like I don't know. So I mean, I, I so what's going on cooling wise in there? You got like glycol hoses spurting things uh, at you? No, like I, I put, putting putting a nut in your no, eye. No, I, I I never went into liquid cooling. Uh, I did look into it, but. Yeah, it's just it, it's too much hassle, and there's fluids and just fluids and electronics. I just don't trust my myself with that. Um, so the system I have is is air cooled. The fans are quite loud. I I think you you know the computer I'm talking about. Um, 
so when it's on, you, you can certainly hear it. Um, so that, yeah, it, it's completely on air, but uh, it's mainly used for gaming. All right. And about how often does it like blow a gasket and just panic? Oh, never, never. It, it, it never. It's, it, it's solid as a rock. Uh, it's a, it was a solid. Do, 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 I, I actually have have a have a lifetime warranty on it. Believe it or not, um, it's an EVGA. They had some series. Uh, it's an NVIDIA chipset, and yeah, it's, it's a great product. So when you or anyone overclocks their system is it mandatory that you put those absurd like ground effects lighting kits into them oh into the case no not not at all my mine has none actually it's it's just a black it's it's, yeah, it's, it's a black box that's all okay i mean i mean to each their own i i, I will it i will I admit mean, over whatever. over the years uh you know my computer cases as well as many things have gone more conservative so may, maybe mean, the computer case is, yeah. is an extension of that but I don't know I it, it's just more simple I don't need the distraction yeah I mean and you and you know my preferences I the the the, the commercial com, the consumer com, computing stuff I buy is already a work of art anyway why would I want to modify it? Well, that that's <laughs> that that's your opinion. <laughs> For anyone who hasn't picked up yet, Rudiger's a big. Uh, I will not say fanboy, but I like my Apple products. I, I like the way they. Ma- I like the way they make me feel. I like the way they work. I like the way they look. What can I say? I mean, I mean, very simple. And to each his own. I I, 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 I like, respect that. I like the wall. I I like that walled garden. That can, that it can be a whole. That can maybe should be a whole another episode if it hasn't been covered. Right, and and that better by somebody else. And you know? I think but, that's the one shout out I'll give to Clatu, uh, who gave us that that glowing comment. Um, Word. Yeah. Um, I really found the uh, the name of the the site just amazing. I, I also love the, uh, the the layout, and again, that's gnuworldorder.info. If you go to it, I, I think it's uh, run by the guy that gave us that comment. There, he he's got his own um, his own podcast going on there. Um, he does everything open source. He is uh, even his will even you, the codex. Will you do me the Sorry, will you do me the favor of uh, sending it to you? If you didn't talk, sending me that link, like, uh, you can just SMS. Um, uh, can I? Because I, I'm never going to be listening to this show. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I mean, thanks, um, thanks to the uh, two and a half listeners we have out there. Um, and um, actually, actually, in all seriousness, though. Uh, and I should have said this earlier across my mind, but then 
I un- I crossed my mind differently. Hey, Klaatu, I knew I, I think I'm pretty sure you were just saying it as a a compliment and a comparison when you said you know it's and or maybe just completely sarcastically, which I would totally dig when you said it's you know shows like this that make me want to get out of podcasting. Do not a do not get out of podcasting, even though I've yet to hear your podcast. Do not. It's every. I'm don't know you. No, I'll just he, stay. What, he's, I, I, he's a, I'll stay. I'll stay. I'll stay. One of my life philosophies. You know, not eighty percent of everything is just sitting down and doing it. You know, the, the the result is so highly unpredictable and impacted by so many things beyond our control. No matter what we're yeah. doing, I'm not just referring to podcasting. That it's, but I, I do take that as a compliment. But just don't, please don't actually do that. It does remind me. Actually, Stevo said the same thing about one of his friends who's a skateboarder. He's like, "This guy is so good. He made me want to quit skateboarding." So I know, I know it's a common phrase. Oh just yeah, don't quit uh, I, 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 I. I say the same about Wonder Shows, and I, 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 when I saw Wonder Shows, and uh, which was a show on MTV Two for a limited time, you, you can probably find clips on YouTube. I thought, wow, I never want to make a TV show because that is perfect. But that's just my my uh, my style, I guess. So that oh, it, some, it's a, it, it's it's, it's the yeah. ultimate compliment. I, I I it made my day definitely. Yeah, I need to get over that way of thinking a bit because it holds me back from watching a lot of shows because in my case, I'm such a an arrogant ass. I'll watch, you know, uh, Rick and Morty and I'll be like, yeah, this is what I should have been doing. Oh, yeah, that that that, 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 that that's, that's another Sorry. show that that for, for me, I'm like. Oh man, that that's the perfect. It, that's another show that that would be up there with Wonder Shows. Yeah, Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty, man. Abs- absolutely. Sh- props. So okay, those were some kind of like mid, the, like teen hacks. I'm I'm, I'm going to take us. We're going to go back. We're going to go deep. We're going to go deep. All right. So, I guess this is pretty hackerish compared to the, you know, the typical kid. Um, but also just kind of a feature of the time. So I started, even though I don't do much of it now, frankly, although when engaged in IT type stuff, I do program. For anyone who doesn't know, maybe the first time I mentioned, I actually do have a computer science degree that I've, and a math minor. Well, okay, I don't, okay, listen, <laughs> I'm one, cl- I'm one <laughs> class short of the math minor from my perspective i have the math minor now it doesn't matter because i'm terrible at math it, it's a joke that i have a math minor and this is at an accredited university okay so Rudiger, if, if if it makes you feel any better uh i have a master's in like information systems and i was highly impressed with the code work that i have seen you do so just take that for for what you will I know, I'm aware of the code work you've seen me do, and I know you're being insincere. But you, thank you. You, you were just just uh, learning uh, Perl, I believe, and it looked it looked good to me. Yeah, because I I wasn't using Perl like these lunatics who think it's something funny to write obscure, unintelligible Perl. I was using it like a 
like a like a lang a legible language, you know, which is why I, I'm gonna I am gonna learn Python. When I started dabbling with Docker, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm, this is the time. Yeah. I just need to figure out a project. But then I got a job working at a grocery store, so I had to derail that <laughs> for now. <laughs> but um, because this is much more rewarding, what we're the doing Alien right Brothers Python, podcast is where it's at. I mean, all the kids are talking on the street. It's going down. <laughs> that was a that that was a seg- that was a segue just to get me away from where I I was. So back when, um, so my point being, no one's ever asked me even during the the hundreds of hours of my life I've had where people were interviewing me um, for various things. Uh, You know, when did you start coding? Because I'm not known for coding. I'm known for, you know, for inventing... Architecture. Well, and also, I mean, don't forget my contribution to inventing the whole field of data control. Okay. You know, so that... I'm proud of that. As you sh- as you should but, be. Yeah. You know, but you know, pride. I, I, I did I did it, read the chapter you gave me of your uh, your novel on uh, it was it was about storage and computing. I think fundamentals, uh, if I remember correctly, wow. it, it was pretty well pretty so well written. You, you've you've just outed me as being DF Minsky, but that's okay. Nature of Systems. We'll get it in the show notes. Um, I would say there's up. I'll say there's up to a ten percent chance we'll get in the show notes. The, um, but the first, the first, my introduction to programming was I. We had, um, this is if anyone else ever had one of these, I'll be impressed and would love to see a comment on it. That um, it was called uh, the Bally Basic Home Entertainment Center, and this was a a console that was probably. Um, a cohort in time to the Atari 2600. Um, don't have it in front of me. Hopefully you're, you're pulling it up right now looking for Bally home console or something. And uh, it, you could get a ba- a basic, you know, the basic programming language, right? You could get the cartridge for that. Now the thing didn't have a keyboard. It had a, excuse me, this, this second two liter bottle of, of, uh, Harris Teeter diet oh, cherry no. is going down. You're whoa, doing whoa, that whoa, again. It's going down. Oh. Going down way oh, too dude. smooth. Way too smooth. Um, oh, dude. It, it had a key. It had a keypad. So typing. I can. I, typing, I can see that. I'm, I'm looking at a picture now of it. Actually. Yeah. It was okay. We will suspend. We will parking lot the discussion of how awesome this thing was and how vastly superior it was to all other. It, okay. Anyway, it has, as you can probably see in the picture, which will be in the show notes. You're making no, you're, you're making a list of all the show notes, right, Casper? Oh, of course. I'm jotting them that down. <laughs> we. <laughs> did, you, okay, did you hear my okay, pen? Lois, I was okay. Okay. Was just, okay, Lois Lane. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for capturing that. Well, it's it's well, a good thing we're not cap. Well, it's good we're not capturing it any other way. Okay. Okay. All right. We, All right. Yep. Okay. Got him. So it's got a it's got a keypad on it. So if you wanna, okay. So when you put the basic cartridge keypad? in. Uh, 
Hello. Oh, there you are. Is that static? Is that static? You're making. Sorry, we we, we just had a uh, disconnect. Are you, Sunspot. Yeah, sunspot. Sorry, solar, sorry so, so, solar, solar, solar. So the Valley Pro- Professional still- Arcade uh, in '78. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, you take the basic cartridge, you put it in there, and it's got an overlay, you know, like a cutout overlay that goes over the keypad. So it had some macros for like standard basic command. I'm, I'm guessing print was probably one of them. Uh, Go to was maybe another. Um, as far as I can personally remember, print and go to were the only two commands in basic, although I'm sure there were some kind of conditional constructs too. So I per, I did program base. I learned basic on that. Nice. But nice. I did. I, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was pretty awesome, but I St- still, are, uh, man. Ri- still are, but 78. Okay. So I was, um, I was five. And so I wasn't really doing anything. I was basically like copying programs out of the out of the the code book they give you. Right, right? but but that that's so the, the I, first step, you know. So so I be you know through yeah exactly. So I I made it play green sleeves. I thought that was pretty cool. That's my yeah. Story. I mean I mean when, and then, when, one night I I spent the whole night uh, once I discovered HTML. I, I was just the whole night. I was I was like, oh man, you you can see the source code for for all these web pages, and you can basically take whatever you want and you know like you know make your own web page. That that was a great great experience. I rem- I remember that epiphany. Yeah. That was that was pretty cool. And when I was at Virginia Tech, my third year is when. Um, the web broke. I mean, when it exploded. It's when Mosaic came out. Um, it's when we finally had serial TCP IP coming to like all the dorm rooms. Uh, I think it was Slip at the time. I don't even think we were using PPP yet. And um, yeah, I, I was actually, I was in the fourth year, I was in the first HTML class that tech taught. Now, now, just to sound like an old codger, I'll mention that everything I had learned by the time I left tech, any inter- kid interested in computers due to the web and availability of information would know by age 12. Just, just because, you know, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe I would have been the same way. Who could, probably not. I don't know. Frankly. I don't know either. So, I, yeah, the Ballet Basic was awesome. I mean, the games were vastly superior to almost anything on the Atari 2600. Oh, I, 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 absolutely. And it looked like it had a pretty broad uh, color spectrum range for that time. Yeah. Absolutely. The last thing I'll say about it is that the – well, two things. One, the top of it uh, had this plastic kind of opaque smoke – smoky, I guess you would say – uh, lid you took yeah, like, off like like, like a cassette all, like kind of cover or record player kind of thing right exactly yeah. exactly and that's and that's where you put the 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 cart the the game cartridge the 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 things you right, bought right, right so so it held them in there which was genius okay and they and the cartridges were about the size of a 
of a cassette tape. Yeah, not a, yeah. You know, you, even you know what that yep. is with like the two sp- spins. It, it was like like, like an eight track it. almost, except way smaller. Oh, yeah, true. And way true. and way and way and way and way less fidelity. Yeah, at, actually, it's it, it, it's about uh, the f- a quarter of an eight track. And then the controller was a it was a pistol grip and w- with a pistol trigger and then on top was a eight directional joystick that also rotated okay so you had rotation you had eight directional d battery you had in 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 one and fit in one hand and you would use the other hand with the the knob slash d-pad on top it was amazing so like with the football game you would be moving your quarterback around with the d-pad and then to rotate it you would be rotating the angle of his arm for how he was going to throw oh wow. this i mean wow. so so if you ever played atari 2600 uh Football, the original one, not the real sports football that came out later, which was where they improved all their because they had competition. It, it was like gun, like gunfights, right. like just the standard gunfight game was was dramatically superior because you could control the angle of your shot. You know, <coughs> I, I was not, I, I was so, not yeah. aware that they had that that type of uh, input peripheral at that time. That, that that that's pretty yeah amazing. it was they, they were way they were way ahead there was nothing like it really until uh coleco basically emulated it with a very similar but enhanced four button pistol grip controller with a joystick on top that also had i should say four trigger controller um it also had a keypad on it which uh, I guess was because the standard ColecoVision controller had a keypad too, and it, uh, it, it its launch game was the uh, the Rocky um, promotional tie-in boxing Rocky Three boxing game. So like the top trigger would be the hard hit, and then like the jab and all that bullshit. And the games. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for taking us on that. And the controller, that's that's cool. The controller that you learned basically. The controller was and stuff. Yeah, and then I learned logo and uh, more basic when I got my ColecoVision Atom, which that's a. I'm not even going to go there. If anyone knows what the Atom is, they know what a disaster that was from a technology marketing everything down the line perspective and that combined with cabbage patch kids is what helps puts um coleco on the path to being acquired by kenner i think or their destruction in some way and also uh i finally learned pascal and c after i got my max and uh then I went to school and wrote almost everything in C. Cool. And there you have there it. There you go. It's my life. And then I haven't written a line of C since school. I think I can promise you that. Yeah. I d- ever, ever. I just haven't. I, I, my career has not needed that. It's all been bash, said, awk, pearl, and soon python and if you want to consider html and it's in our and 
um, CSS and its derivations coding, then, well, yeah. sure, throw that in there, too. Yeah. There. That's that's not much hacking. I didn't build those boxes. What are they called? Blue boxes, where you hold them up to the phone to get free phone calls. That was before oh, my fre- time. Freaking, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. I. There was some. Oh, I. I knew one. One. I knew one trick where you could uh, call a number and then hang up the phone, and it would make your phone ring. But uh, that's that's not really hacking. I think that was just a telephone trick. Um, my friends did a, hunt, a funny hack one night when they came over to my house and we were playing this game called Police Quest. I don't know if you... I'm sure you it, remember. It sounds familiar, was, definitely. Well, it, it came from Sierra Online, so it it came... It had the mechanics of King's Quest, King's Quest 2, etc. Except you were a cop and you had to follow cop procedures. And they... They were in the office playing it while I was in the bedroom watching a movie or something. And what I didn't know is, like, they would get to the next scene and get stuck and just keep calling the helpline provided by <laughs> Sierra, where, where you where it automatically gets charged to your phone bill. So, like, there was, like, 75. Oh, no. They, they, and then no. They, 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 just, they, they just went through the whole game that night. They're like, we beat it. <laughs> but I'm like... How it's like we kept calling the helpline. I'm like you. Oh dear. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, no one. No wonder. Oh, that. That. Yeah. With, Sorry with to hear friends, about that. With friends. With, with friends like these. How could know? anything? How uh, how could things have turned out differently? No, it's. I'm kidding. Of course, it's not their fault. I'm a mess. It's no. It's it's okay. We but the the important thing is that you learn from your mistakes. So. You now have a block on your number for the uh, Sierra Online uh, help desk. Is that correct? The charge service. <laughs> it's not. It's not even a person. You know. It's like a. It's like a menu. Highlight. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I did never, never, it's never like called this. Uh, this. <laughs> This if you if you if you if you reached this point, yeah, it's just like a, a binary tree. The brand, it, like the first question, kind of figures out whether you're halfway through or not, and then that just continues, continues, continues. So those fuckers, man. man I, I I I don't like people that use books and stuff to figure out. I mean, I understand it if you run into something. I, I've run into things in like Elder Scrolls where I, I've had to look it up just because it's a bug, and I've had to like manually do stuff to game files to get it to work. But that's a, that's a different story. But uh, I don't know. It's just I, I think you should at, at least at first try to uh, beat a game, you know, with what's get with what's I, given to you if you can. I to- I I totally agree. I I tr- I do everything I can to not go to the the cheats, various the Bethesda supporting wikis unless I think I'm like glitched in something or Game, game Genie. Does- Remember Game Genie? Wasn't that a uh early form of uh consumer uh consumerist hacking? Selling Was that like what was Game that? Genie was something you would hook up to your Nintendo and it Oh, it went between cartridge, the cartridge yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. That that was like an early form of a, a commercialized uh, form of hack. So, you, what what would you do? You would pay them 
extra money once you had the genie to get like unlock codes oh, no, for no, games no. or oh, something no, like no. that? Oh, no, no, no. It it wasn't on that level at all. It, it was just you would you would buy the game Genie and it had a whole bunch of codes for a whole bunch of games that were already out. I mean, Nintendo was a pretty solid like primary platform for a long time, so Game Genie had plenty, you know, they they listed what games they they would work with and everything, so um, it wasn't a surprise, but it, it was all built into the hardware. It wasn't like you had to call a number or pay more money, get a code. It was just like 50 bucks or whatever it was to get the thing. I remember having a original NES controller from, I want to say, a third party where, in addition to the standard AB buttons and the D-pad, and the original NES I don't think had bumpers on it. No, but, it did um, not. It, it it also had buttons that were basically like just rapid fire. The same thing as like hit, hitting the A or B like repeatedly right, at like three right. different speeds. So like so track and field games instantly became like right. It, no, l- l- less than no fun because you were just like it was fucking oh, stupid. The the off market uh, peripherals always gen they, they generally have that option where you just like hit something and it does something over and over and over again um do you have any fancy peripherals uh gaming gaming peripherals like like a 3d mouse a 3d mouse uh, like a track like, like a trackball i was I, I had a couple trackballs i mean uh, i from i uh, use a trackball yes for gaming and and, and, and for work re- really yeah I thought you knew about this. I use a Kensington trackball. Kensington, that's who it is. Are they still? The, yeah, I they're they're like, still around. Are they like the premier? They're track they're, ball they're solid. I, they're still making the same product. A hundred bucks, man. You can't beat it. I've got two. I've got two, yeah. I've got two of them. I've had for one for seven years, one for uh, nine years. Still kicking. So how do you clean that? You just thing? take the ball out and clean it. You just spray some Windex or whatever. I'm, sh- I'm sure that's not the proper way to do it. And it, please, uh, if there is a proper way to clean a Kensington laser mouse, uh, trackball laser mouse, please let us know. Uh, but I, I just spray Windex in there and take a paper towel and just kind of like wipe it out. It gets all the kind of grime out and stuff. Yeah. That's one of the special things about you. It's it's 2017 and you're still using quality Kensington products, man. I'm glad to hear that they're still on the street or were seven years ago and or and nine years ago. I, and I mean, they're they're still out. As far as I know, they're still kicking it, doing the same old product, solid. So, a lot of people are getting into older uh, like keyboards and stuff. I, maybe that's just a hipster thing. I, I don't know what the deal is. They like the clickety clack or some something. But, uh, yeah. Well, the last thing I have about hacking now, and it's not, I don't know, it's not, I don't know how hacking-ish it is because I, was, I wasn't there for the original incarnations, but in my noise-making in the last four and five years, I, I've... You know, picked up quite a few programs that are emulating basically old analog. You know, like the Moog synthesizers and yeah, I, I, I uh, like those. You know, 
you know, so you, it's it's all now in the digital domain, except you're dragging and dropping wires between LFOs to, you know, make noise, which is, I think you would agree, the best way to describe this the music I make. So that's kind of hack. That's that's kind of like a hacking music thing. You know, and there were people that were hacking like their Yamaha DX7s and stuff to make them do. But like the whole yeah, and like like NES emulation in music to make music out of that, and people had done a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what the phrase is for uh, where you like take apart like a video game or some other piece of electronics, and then you wire. You you hack it to make it make crazy sounds and stuff. There there's a it's Radi- called ra- ra- Radiohead. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm I'm joking. It's of called so, like all all our listeners already know. What well, I'm that, that's about. the kind of stuff you see on like Hackaday. Like there's a, a website called Hackaday.com, and and uh, that's the kind of stuff that they do. Maybe it's called Chip Core. Or something like oh. that. Shout out to the Advantage. The Advantage. Do you know the music of the Advantage? I do, I do not. I'm unaware. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know. Do you? Ha- are we going to take this anywhere? Do we have anything, or do we want to d- shut it down with some outro music from the Advantage? What do you What do you think? Um, I think I just want to drop one thing. I was I was thinking about. Um, yeah. When we, we were talking yeah. about hacking and uh, to kind of take it to a philosophical level, uh, if anybody's familiar with uh, computer simulation theory and if anyone has made it this far into the show, um, one could say that uh, we are all just bits of code hacking our way through life. Indeed, that the universe is a is a running system a simulation it's it's entirely possible and uh yeah neil Neil degrasse tyson cannot argue against it even though he does not believe it's true uh it's entirely possible i've only just begun exploring the whole are we living in a simulation philosophy and I've obviously done so much research. I'm just embarrassing. I mean that sarcastically. I'm just embarrassing myself by even bringing it up. But I, so I, I can't remember the philosopher's name who has the best known argument for the moment. I just know it has three points in it, and yeah, it seems like the main point being I, I can't, maybe this was a different argument, but the, the curve of the argument was very intuitive which is problematic of a lot of philosophical arguments sometimes the more intuitive they are the easier they are to to break apart but the idea is simply this a we humans are building simulations and have been doing that for a long time b we get better and better and better at them c and this is the part you can't disprove because there's the problem of resolution Meaning, literally, how how small can we see, right? Yes. So it's you know you know so it, it follows philosophically from a certain point of view that 
if we're making simulations and we're getting better and better, then at some point we would... And I mean, certainly, if you look at the world around us now, we're making more and more high, higher, increasingly higher resolution simulations. Okay, so the point is, at what point, what would stop us short of the catastrophic end of a civilization from making a simulation that had inhabitants that did not know they were in the simulation? So then, that takes you to right and. The, the philosophies I, behind the matrix and the text that they use to, to kind of build and I I think premise, that's a so. good I think that's a good place to leave it because that brings us on the fringes of the conversation that we were discussing uh, the other night when it we probably took about two hours just trying to narrow the scope of what we would talk about if we, if we were going to talk about AI and you know, define AI, what kind of AI were we going to talk about? Where, where is it going to go? What is it? it and, and that, so I, I thought hacking would be a little bit more direct. I know we kind of diverged on this and that as, as we often do, but no, <laughs> but you know, we, we're, we're trying to, uh, to keep things on topic. So we're doing our best here folks. And, and we appreciate the comments, uh, again, uh, those are th- those are great. We appreciate the comments. We love the listeners. We hope you keep listening, and that'll inspire us to keep podcasting. Yeah. So the conversation, the conversations that we have, um, which I enjoy, Casper. I assume you do because you keep subjecting yourself to them. They otherwise they would just they would just happen and in the ether and then they'd be gone and uh what led to this podcast was one of the things was like man we had some great conversations wouldn't it be great to to share them with the public we're we're already talking about geeky stuff anyway i mean you know we're so fucking smart we're doing the world a disservice by not getting this out there is basically well that's what you were well i i I think that you're smart i i I wouldn't say that i'm smart by any means um (laughs) But I, I mean, we, we we probably feel the same way about each other. I I, I don't know, um, but I I know that I always find myself having interesting conversations with you, and I thought it's something that should be recorded if people enjoy it. And I I know now that there's at least one listener out there, Clatu. Uh, again, thank you for your kind words. Uh, yes, amazing. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm just uh, if we could, you know make one person's day then that that's worth it for me so and and don't give up podcasting no no and, not at all and I've, I've listened to your stuff it's it's good man keep keep doing it I, I really like the format of your website uh it's really really cool and thanks for the comment even if you're a bot and you probably are yeah i mean who knows what's new and what's not but that's that's a whole nother podcast so everybody stay tuned for episode three all right uh casper man i love all right rediger man love you man and uh so i'm gonna just click and uh sign out here all right have a uh a joyous uh holiday uh thanksgiving uh absolutely you too sir i'm 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 sorry that we will not be able to uh interact in uh in irl or afk uh but i'm glad we got to do this 
Indeed, I am as well. And thank your uh, your parents for spawning you uh, <laughs> for for the not for the least of rich selfish reason for saving my life this year and in other ways leading up to this year. But that that again for another for, time. For, for another time, right. we'll, we'll let the mystery uh, continue on that. We'll let it per- we'll let it percolate. Right. This is the Al- this is the Alien Brothers signing, signing off. off. We'll see you soon. And we need a sign off thing like uh, standard sign like, off. But for like, right now, we'll we'll say we'll say later. Can, can I say good luck and good night? Or did I just go for okay. it? Good go luck and it. good night again. Peace out. The Alien Brothers podcast with Casper and Radiger. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.